You're listening to Sarah Picking Entertainment. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Andre Cherry, your host of the Cherry Picking Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading another episode of this show. I'm excited that we are now into season five of the Cherry Picking Podcast. College football is only, only a week away, if you can believe it or not. I feel like it's been a minute since we've had college football in our lives. I'm pumped that the season is almost here. And on this podcast, Season 5 of the Cherry Picking Podcast. This episode, I'm going to break down the AP Top 25 preseason poll, which was released on Monday, August 15th. We've got Week 0 games beginning next Saturday on uh, August 27th. The college football season is here, my friends. I hope you're pumped. I'm excited. I can't even believe it. So let's just dive right in. I know it's been a minute. Let's just knock this dust off right now. And let's just hop right into it. So, number one in the AP Top 25 preseason poll, we've got Alabama. Bama is the number one in the AP preseason college football bowl for the second straight season and ninth time overall. So, chances are, better than not, that Alabama will most likely be number one every season that Nick Saban is the college football coach. I mean, nine times overall second straight time you know they had a little bit of a letdown last uh, season in the college football championship game but Bama is a team that reloads better than anyone else and when you've got Nick Saban at the controls your chances are good that your season will end up in the college football playoffs so they are a team to look out for certainly this number one ranking is the seventh in 15 years under Nick Saban since the preseason rankings started in 1950, only Oklahoma, with 10 appearances, has been number one in the initial poll more than Bama. So that's quite a stat. Nick Saban returns a Bama squad that will be led by the school's first ever quarterback Heisman winner, Bryce Young, which seems crazy to believe because the team has been his teams have been so good historically. But I guess the QB has never really been the focal point before not not in the way that Bryce Young brings his abilities and his skill set certainly you know the weapons at Bama always explosive a, a great running game year in and year out but Bryce Young is is certainly a special talent the young man threw 47 touchdowns and racked up over 4800 passing yards and throughout the course of the 2021 college football season Young looked like the most consistent quarterback in all of college football and it's funny because it was his first year as a starter. This year, I expect him to be the biggest strength on Bama's offense. I would also keep an eye on transfer running back Jameer Gibbs, who comes to the program from Georgia Tech. He will have a heavy payload for the Crimson Tide this season. On defense, stud outside linebacker Will Anderson returns. In 2021, he led the nation with 34.5 tackles for a loss and 17.5 sacks. He will be the anchor for this team in 2022, no doubt. And I expect Bama to dominate its schedule this season. They are fortunate to get Texas A&M at home this season in what will be pegged as a revenge game. At number two, we've got Ohio State. 
The strength of Ohio State this season will depend heavily on its offense, similar to 2021, which will rely heavily on quarterback C.J. Stroud, who I believe will be a Heisman finalist again this season. Their defense struggled at times for Ohio State last season, but Ryan Day went out and hired assistant Jim Knowles, who comes from Oklahoma State, to run the defense this season. He'll bring in a new approach and scheme to help his defense be more aggressive, which should translate to, into more sacks and more disruption on opposing offenses. So if Jim Knowles can get this defense running again at a high speed, Ohio State is going to be a dangerous, dangerous team this season. And it's crazy to think of an 11-2 record as a down season, but the bar is always set high for Ohio State. I do not think they have another letdown this season. And when I say letdown with air quotes at 11-2 record, last season was a dis disappointment. If you're an Ohio State fan, you would agree and, and say that as well. I think the sky's the limit for the Buckeyes in 2022. In fact, Ohio State is one of my teams to make it into the college football playoffs. So I did a preseason prediction about the top four teams in the playoffs this season. Ohio State is one of the teams that I think will be there, as well as Alabama. So we've already gone 1-2 down the list of the AP top 25 preseason poll, and these are the two teams that I'm putting my stakes on, putting my chips in on that they will make it to the college football playoffs at the end of this season. So we've got a whole season to see how things shape out each week, but Alabama and Ohio State are my preseason favorites. Then at number three on the list, we've got Georgia. You got to give it to the dogs. Props for finally winning the national championship under head coach Kirby Smart after a 41-year dry spell. To make a repeat appearance in the playoffs this season will be no easy task. The offense returns a good amount of experience, but the defense will need to find a way to plug some holes from stars who got drafted into the NFL, including five first-round picks. It's unrealistic to think that Georgia's defense will be able to replicate the same amount of success that it had last season as the number one defense in college football, but if they are able to continue wreaking havoc on offenses, they will be a contender out of the East Division. It also helps that quarterback Stetson Bennett returns for his sixth season in Athens, which should help this team out tremendously. This Georgia team will be tested right off the bat on September 3rd against Oregon, but won't face a real test again until their trip to South Carolina on September 17th. At number four, we've got Clemson. And it's kind of silly saying Clemson had a disappointing season last year going 10-3, and but that's really the truth of the matter. It seemed like Clemson had a reign of terror over the ACC for so long, and to see it all come crashing to a halt in 2021 must have been devastating for the Tigers fan base. I mean, you lose Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, they're in the NFL with Jacksonville. Those guys put up a lot of offense, a lot of points for the Clemson Tigers. And last season was almost like they had to restart, rebuild again. And a 10-3 record is not going to cut it for Clemson, who knows what winning is like, who has, has tasted success, who has been a national champion. 10-3 is not going to cut it. This season, they're looking to improve on that mark. If we look at it more closely... Last season, the Tigers had their streak of six consecutive ACC titles and six consecutive college football playoff bursts come to an end last season. There really is no reason to believe that Clemson can't be competitive again this season out of the Atlantic. They return a load of experience and starters on both sides of the ball, but if the Tigers expect to return to the ACC championship game, it will all boil down to its offense and whether or not their quarterback, DJ, you, is ready to make that transition to becoming a consistent performer. So we will see, my friends.
At number five, we've got Notre Dame. This seems very high, a high ranking for Notre Dame this season. They have the similar expectations as Clemson. Like They are a program that always demands excellence, always expects to win. So the expectations are set high again this season. In comes first-year head coach Marcus Freeman. He will have his work cut out for him with this Irish team this season. He replaces the all-time winningest coach in program history in Brian Kelly, who departed for LSU for a big payday. And while Kelly holds the record, it feels like he had a lot of unfinished business that he left behind, such as winning a college football playoff game and actually winning a national championship. The Irish return some talent this season, but the biggest question marks on offense is around the quarterback and running back positions. On defense, the secondary is also an area that will need some attention and some playmakers to step up. Notre Dame is always a team you got to pay attention to, but it feels like this season, a 9-3 record is where the bar should be set at. I wish head coach Marcus Freeman luck. He seems like a, a tremendous guy. He seems like he's got the makings to be a good college football coach. He's got the support of that team and the fan base. So I wish him well in his inaugural season as Notre Dame's head college football coach. At number six, we've got Texas A&M. And there is no better hype man in the SEC than Jimbo Fisher. If you really think about it, like Lane Kiffin, he's pretty good, but Jimbo Fisher is the ultimate hype man. He gets his A&M teams up for the big games and his boys pulled it off last season by beating Alabama 41-38. The last time the Aggies beat, the Crimson Tide came back in 2012 and before that in 1968. So I think they've only played them like 11 times. But the Crimson Tide usually have the Aggies number. And last season, Jimbo Fisher and his boys did the unthinkable, unimaginable. They beat Alabama and that was a huge boost to their season. I think the goal for a and this season is to win the West, certainly. But in order for them to do that, this team will need to fill some holes on its defense. The strength of this team will be on the defensive side of the ball and the secondary in particular. a and schedule, if you look at it, is absolutely brutal this season. But don't count the Aggies out. They live for that underdog role. Then at number seven, we've got Utah. Utah has a lot of hype following them into this season, which deservedly so makes sense. The Utes went 10-4 last season and won the Pac-12 South for the third time in four seasons. Head coach Kyle Whittenham is a proven winner up in Salt Lake City, and he will benefit greatly from having his stud QB, Cameron Rising, return to the program. Last season, he earned first-team All-Pac-12 honors. I expect him to be a dark horse Heisman finalist this season. Yes, I said it. He'll be a dark horse finalist for the Heisman this season, and running back, Tavion Thomas will be another player to watch out for this season. The Utes don't play an easy schedule, especially considering they travel to the Swamp to play the Florida Gators to open up its season. But an 11-2 record can be achievable for this team in 2022, I believe. At number 8, we've got Michigan. Michigan pulled off the unthinkable last season by finally beating Ohio State in a blowout route and also clinched a berth to the college football playoff. Can you even believe that? Can you believe that Michigan did that after so long of uh, of being mediocre for such a long time? Michigan beat Ohio State and made it to the college football playoffs. That is fantastic. The question is, can they do it again this season? It's not going to be an easy task, especially considering the team lost the heart of the defense when defensive end 
Aiden Hutchinson got drafted to the NFL. The dude led the Big Ten in sacks with 14 and finished second in the Heisman Trophy voting. Coach Harbaugh is definitely going to have his work cut out for him this season, but by my estimation, a 4-0 record to start the season is definitely possible. At number 9, we've got the Oklahoma Sooners. How do I live without you? I want to know. How do I breathe without you? If you ever go, how do I ever, ever survive? That's a song that comes to mind when I think about the Oklahoma Sooners. Former head coach Lincoln Riley did his best Lane Kiffin impression and bounced the hell out of Norman for the sunny West Coast. And to add insult to injury, Riley was able to take eight players away from the Sooners program with him to USC, including star quarterback Caleb Williams. There's no doubt that Lincoln Riley will never be able to return back to Oklahoma, or Norman for that matter, but there is some reason to believe that new head coach Brett Venables is the right man for the job moving forward. He's got quite the resume as a coordinator, and should he be able to pull all the pieces together as a head coach, I believe deeply that he can become a winner. However, next season, the Sooners will be lucky if they can get nine wins, and I'm just being real. At number 10, we've got the Baylor Bears. The Bears finished 12-2 last season. And that was a much-needed boost to this program, especially when you consider they went 2-7 and seven during the COVID season the year prior. This season, the Bears will be anchored by their offensive and defensive lines with the biggest question mark centering around their skill position players. If they can find some playmakers who are ready to step up to the challenge, this Baylor Bears team should be a contender in the Big 12 again this season. At number 11, we've got the Oregon Ducks. I expect Oregon to have a new look and feel coming into this season under new head coach Dan Lanning. If the former Georgia defensive coordinator is able to translate what he did for the Dogs in 2021 to the Ducks in 2022, this team is going to be dangerous, but I think that transition will take some time to develop. Offensively, this team is loaded on offensive line, but the biggest questions remain around the offense's skill positions, including quarterback. At number 12, we've got Oklahoma State. Now, the Cowboys will need to reload on defense this season if it expects to be competitive in the Big 12, but there is optimism in the fact that the offense is deep coming into this season. Oklahoma State will benefit from seeing quarterback Spencer Sanders return to the program for his senior season. The 2021 Fiesta Bowl MVP passed for 2,839 yards in 2021 and had 668 rushing yards. He is a leader of this team, and if they expect to match their 12-2 record from a season ago, the team will need to rely on him heavily. And at number 13, we've got my NC State Wolfpack. NC State is ranked in the preseason poll for the first time since 2003. The Wolfpack matched their best preseason ranking. They were also 13th in 1975. So this is a tremendous start for the Wolfpack. NC State finished the 2021 season with a 9-3 record and was knocking on the door to a potential 10-1 season, but UCLA dashed those dreams when they canceled due to COVID issues. NC State was fired up at the disrespect UCLA showed in the way that it canceled. If you remember, and this was on Twitter, but if you remember leading up, I believe head coach Dave Doring asked UCLA if things were going to you know, still proceed, if they're still good to go. I think UCLA 
had mentioned that they were okay, like everything is cool, and then they canceled, I think, like maybe a day before the game or something to that effect. So that, that pissed NC State off tremendously. So there was a lot of disrespect UCLA showed in the way they canceled. And I hope this same intensity and this same fire has carried itself over to the 2022 season for the Wolfpack, where I believe NC State is poised for an even better season than last year. The Wolfpack should be putting up crazy offense this year behind the arm and playmaking ability of its sensational quarterback, Devin Leary. The South Jersey native broke the school's single-season passing touchdown record, 35 touchdowns to only 5 interceptions, which is crazy. His favorite target should be returning playmakers Devin Carter and Thayer Thomas. The pair is explosive. The pair accounted for over 1,100 yards in 2021 with 14 touchdowns. So the offense will be there for NC State. Now on defense, NC State returns one of the best defenses in the conference, anchored by linebacker Drake Thomas, who earned first-team All-ACC honors. This schedule is winnable, but look out for tests against Clemson on the road on October 1st, Virginia Tech on October 27th, and Wake Forest at home on November 5th. If they can beat those teams, NC State is going to be dangerous. And dare I say it, but NC State is my preseason pick to make it to the college football playoffs. Yes, that's right. I said it. NC State will go to the playoffs this season. This team is dangerous, explosive, loaded, well-coached. If they can put all the pieces together, stay healthy, and win, this team is going to be dangerous. You heard it here first on the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm calling it. NC State will be in the playoffs. Then at number 14, we've got Southern California. This USC team has excitement around the program for the first time in a while under its new head coach, Lincoln Riley. Expectations are always high in Southern California, and this year will be no different even with the change in regime. Riley has all of the tools around him to be successful right out of the gate, and with his former quarterback, Caleb Williams, with him, I think the sky's the limit this season for USC. Now, there are a lot of holes on this roster, but Riley did bring in a lot of transfers with him to the program. He hit the portal hard this season, one of the hardest-hitting portal jobs I've seen in college football this offseason. So if these new players can step in and step up right away, there's no reason to believe USC can't be a playoff contender, especially considering their first real test doesn't come until October 15th against Utah. At number 15, we've got Michigan State. Did anyone not associated with the Spartans program see them going 11-2 last season? Not me. Head coach Mel Tucker was able to turn this program around, and for that, he deserves a lot of credit. I don't see Michigan State replicating the same level of success in 2022, but this team is talented enough to be in the mix this season. Also, I gotta give a shout out to my guy, fellow Naperville Central Redhawk Peyton Thorne, for doing the damn thing last season. He threw for 3,233 yards last year, which was best for third most in school history, which is crazy because this guy was, it seemed as if he was playing himself out of out of a position. Uh, you had former Temple transfer uh, Anthony Russo came into uh, East Lansing last season to compete for that job. That competition was good for Peyton Thorne. He stepped up, had a tremendous season last year. And I'm expecting him to be a playmaker again for the school this season. He will benefit from having his favorite target, wide receiver Jaden Reed, return to East Lansing this season. And Michigan State, while I think they will have a good season, I think they will be more of the disruptor role within the Big Ten this season. So they will disrupt teams 
this season within the Big Ten. That's my prediction. At number 16, we've got Miami. Honestly, I'm not sure what to expect from Miami this season, but I know head coach Mario Cristobal is a hard-nosed head coach. Is he the guy that will infuse a winning culture back into the program? Who knows? Only time will tell. I do want to give him a shout-out, though, for ending the takeaway chain gimmick. It takes a real coach to come in and say, we're done with this silly shit, time to play ball. So he he wants to win, he wants to be serious, and you got to win first before you do all this silly stuff. So shout-out to Mario Cristobal. He's already kind of changing things around there. We'll see if it'll pay off for him and his boys at the uh, at the U. I can't wait to see how this team looks in 2022. This team is going to have a tough test during the third week of the season, though, when the Hurricanes travel to Texas A&M. So good luck there. At number 17, we got Pittsburgh. Pitt is in the preseason rankings for the first time since 2010, coming off of an impressive 11-3 record in 2021 and route to winning the ACC. While I don't expect them to have the same level of success this season, this team has got great experience. The Panthers lose former Heisman finalist Kenny Pickett, who rewrote the school record books at quarterback, but in enters former USC quarterback Kadon Slovis, who's no slouch in his own right. If this former Pac-12 freshman of the year is able to replicate some of his best stuff in Pittsburgh, there's no reason to believe the Panthers can't be competitive in the coastal race this season. At number 18, we've got Wisconsin. The Big Ten West is always a crapshoot every season, and historically, Wisconsin has been a consistent winner, but not lately, though. This team will rely heavily on the run game, as most successful Wisconsin teams usually do. Star running back Braylon Allen returns to Madison, coming off an electric 2021 season in which he rushed for 100 yards in seven straight games, which were all wins. He came in and infused a spark in this program when they had gone 1-3 and they rattled off seven straight wins when he rushed for at least 100 yards. He finished the season rushing for 1,268 yards and 12 touchdowns, so this guy is going to be a focal point of the offense. The Badgers' schedule is favorable this season, but they will have a true test on September 3rd when my alma mater, Illinois State, rolls into town. Roll damn Redbirds! At number 19, Arkansas. Shout out to head coach Sam Pittman for turning Arkansas around in 2021. The Razorbacks rattled off an impressive 9-4 record. Arkansas had only won a combined five games of two seasons prior. So you can understand the reason for celebration last season. Expectations have risen this season, but this team will have a lot of holes to fill, most particularly on its defense. On offense, superstar quarterback K.J. Jefferson returns to operate the deadly run-pass option attack. Last season, the quarterback hit 67.3% of his targets, for over 2,600 yards with 21 touchdowns and only four interceptions. If he can find some reliable targets through the air this season, this team will be dangerous, especially considering how much of a threat Jefferson is as a rusher as well. Arkansas will be tested this season, but the Razorbacks will be fortunate to play a lot of tough opponents at home this season if that offers any sort of advantage. At 20, we've got Kentucky. The Wildcats make its first preseason poll appearance since 1978. The Wildcats program is one that you must take seriously now. This team, led by Mark Stoops as a head coach, has done a tremendous job these past few seasons. This program has reached 10 wins twice in the last four years, which is outstanding. This squad will be anchored by its defense, specifically the linebackers, but on offense there is reason to believe 
This Wildcats team can put up some offense with returning starters Will Levis at quarterback and running back Chris Rodriguez Jr., who had a school record in 2021 with nine 100-yard rushing performances. I expect the Wildcats to be competitive out of the East this season behind Georgia. At 21, we have Ole Miss. The Rebels are coming off in an impressive 10-3 record, and despite the loss of 11 starters from last year's team, many expect this team to be competitive in the SEC West, especially considering the fact that Lane Kiffin hit the transfer portal hard this offseason and landed some good talent. Can these players step in and fill the gaps immediately? Time will tell, but you can never count Lane Kiffin out. That dude always seems to have something up his sleeves. At 22, we have Wake Forest. Wake makes a preseason poll for the first time since 2008. It seemed like Wake Forest did everything right last season en route to an impressive 11-3 record. Now, as an NC State fan, the Demon Deacons broke my heart last season when they beat my beloved Wolfpack by three en route to winning the ACC Atlantic Division. There's good reason to believe that Wake Forest can be just as successful in 2022, especially considering Clemson and Florida State are still vulnerable right now. From an offensive perspective, this team is deep, and having star quarterback Sam Hartman return to action for the Demon Deacons gives them a huge advantage in 2022. Wake Forest is definitely a team to look out for this season in the ACC. At 23, we have Cincinnati. Now, it's highly unlikely to think that Cincinnati will be able to replicate its success from a season ago. It was a year in which the Bearcats upended Notre Dame on the road en route to an undefeated season and berth in the college football playoffs. Head coach Luke Fickle is a solid football coach, but this team lost a lot of experience in areas that matter the most, including the quarterback position. Two-time AAC Offensive Player of the Year Desmond Ritter is gone, and he leaves a sizable void for whoever is up next. Fortunately, the offensive line is experienced and will give great protection for whoever comes in next, but I think we'll have an ACC winner other than Cincinnati this season. At 24, we have the Houston Cougars. The Cougars come off a 2021 season in which they posted an impressive 12-2 record and 8-0 mark within the AAC. This team will benefit greatly from not having to play Cincinnati or UCF in the regular season. And while this team has good depth in key positions, they should be one of the favorites to win the AAC in 2022. And at number 25, we have BYU. There is good reason to believe that BYU can carry the success from the 2021 season with them into 2022. The Cougars went 10-3 last year, if you don't remember. This season, BYU returns a loaded roster on both sides of the ball. I'm telling you now, BYU is going to put up some points in 2022. The Cougars match up against Baylor during the second week of the season, and that should be a fun game to watch. There we have it, my friends. That was the top 25. I give you my predictions, my thoughts, my analysis on the top 25 in the AP poll. If we break it down, this is the fourth straight season that the SEC has three teams in the top six. The Atlantic Coast Conference matched its best showing in the preseason poll with five teams. The ACC has reached that number four previous times, so the ACC on paper looks deep, looks experienced, looks talented this season. Big 10-4, Big 12-3, Pac-12-3, the American two, and we had two independents. So that's the breakdown of the top 25. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We've got week zero college football action coming up on August 27th. 
I hope you've got a good seat on the couch for that. We got games all day, which leads right into week one action the following week. So we are right there, my friends. We are at the start of the college football season. I am pumped. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch these games next weekend. I hope you all have enjoyed listening to this podcast. I hope to churn out more content for you this college football season. Thank you so much for your support and the follows and the downloads. Have fun next weekend. Week zero action is here, my friends. Have a good one. I can't wait to talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Peace. How do I live without you? I want to know. How do I breathe without you? If you ever go, how do I ever, ever survive? Roll damn Redbirds. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.